Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 23. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, I'm diving into another one of those coaching tools that I use. We have been talking a lot about those lately in the last couple of episodes. And this is one that I've never heard talked about anywhere else. It's one that, (laughs) not to toot my own horn, but that I came up with pretty much all by myself. And it's a term and idea that I incorporated into my vernacular, I don't know, years ago before I was a coach. And as soon as I realized how well it applied to coaching tools and to being used as a coaching tool itself, it's something that I began to use with all my clients in a number of situations. And it is quite possible someone else out there has thought of this or phrased it this way, but I have never been exposed to it. And so if someone else came up with it, which they probably have, there's no new ideas under the sun, right? Well, I give them full credit for their idea. This is my conception of it in the way that I use this tool with my clients. So I call this tool the hierarchy of values. And it is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's your values, whatever you value most, and the hierarchy in which they appear for you. So I'm going to break down that idea a little bit more, talk about the ways that we already use it, and then talk about it the way that you want to use it as you work towards whatever goals it may be that you're working towards. So what I don't want you to do here is go find some obscure list on the internet of all the top values that anyone can have, like love and patience and joy and peace and I don't know, all the others, and then somehow rank them for yourself and say that this is my hierarchy of values. There might be some use and purpose and intent for that kind of exercise, and I'm sure it would probably be something that would be useful to you on some level, but that's not what my version of the hierarchy of values is all about. It's more about determining a certain set of values, whether that be two or three normally, when those values come into conflict and determining for yourself what the hierarchy of them is in your life, what you want them to be, or just what they are in that situation, what the hierarchy is for you there. And I am a Christian, I am a religious person, so of course there are beliefs and values that I rank more highly because of that, but I'm not under the assumption that other people rank and hold values in the same way that I do, even if they are a Christian like I am. And so I kind of take this discussion completely out of the context of religion. I don't think it needs to be had in that context at all. But of course, my hierarchy of values is determined by the religious beliefs that I hold. So anyway, I did want to throw in that little disclaimer there. So one of the most common ways that I think the hierarchy of value comes into place for pretty much everyone, or they have seen this played out (laughs) in some relationship in their life, even if it's not you, even if this is someone else, but it's that idea of, Someone comes out of the dressing room wearing an ugly outfit that you're clearly very excited about and they ask you, what do you think? So this is an opportunity for you as an individual to put your hierarchy values into play. Do you value your relationship with that person and coming across as someone who is supportive of them, supportive of their decisions, supportive of what they clearly think, is that a higher value for you than speaking what you believe to be true or what your opinion is about that certain outfit in that given moment? So this is a pretty niche example, but it is something that many people come up against all the time. And it's a perfect example because it really shows the dichotomy of those two perspectives. And of course, I've read articles, I've heard debates and discussions about, well, if you're a good friend, you should clearly be one or the other. (laughs) Lots of Refinery29 and Cosmo articles about that. But I approach this from the perspective of 
There really is no ultimate right or wrong way because relationships have been ruined over both of the options and your friend can ultimately choose to feel supported no matter which option you (laughs) decide to pursue in that given moment. But it is a perfect example of the hierarchy of values at play and at work in a given situation. One that's a bit more relevant to the personal development space is an idea that I have heard talked about in coaching circles, and that's when it comes to the idea of boundaries. So there are lots of different definitions of boundaries, lots of different ideas around what boundaries look like and on and on. But I've heard people making the argument or trying to support their point that you should never do something that you don't want to do or that you're not in the mood to do. For example, your friend asks you to come over and help them move. You should never do that if you don't want to. That if you are doing that, if you're showing up and helping them move, you are doing that out of alignment with your authentic self because your authentic self clearly does not want to go help them move. They would rather be doing, I don't know, anything else, putting their feet up in front of the TV, making cookies, I don't know, doing anything else rather than helping their friend move. And so the argument is, just like with expressing your opinion about how the outfit looks on your friend, that you should be showing up authentically who you are in that moment. And if you don't feel like helping your friend move, then you need to express that and not help them move. So that, as you can clearly see, is one end of that dichotomy. And it's easy to get in alignment with that and say, yes, I shouldn't do the things that I don't wanna do. I should only do the things that are in alignment. And I mean, I agree with at least part of that, my word of the year this year is alignment. (laughs) And I am taking active action, trying to move and ensure that my life is completely in alignment with what I want. But the other side of that dichotomy points out what I want. And it's just an example of that idea of drawing a boundary saying, I don't do things I don't wanna do. But as soon as I heard that idea, I took issue with it. I knew that that could not be true for all people and in all circumstances because it's not true for me. Even if I don't want to help my friend move, it's still something that I want to choose to do because for me, it is of a higher value to be a helpful person, to help and support my friend in that way, to be there for them. That is of higher value for me than doing just what I want to do. And that's probably not true in all areas of my life. If someone was like, hey, I want you to move to South America with me and give up all your life goals and dreams and plans, I would probably say, no, not going to happen. <laughs> but that's just an example, very extreme example of this idea. And in most cases, even if I would love to spend pretty much all my spare time on my couch watching television, which would be so nice, right? Just eating popcorn and hanging out and not having any pressure. That's not ultimately the kind of life I want to live. I want to live a life where I am showing up for myself by showing up for the people who matter to me in my life. And so if that involves getting up early on a Saturday morning to go help someone move, then that is what I'm going to do, even if it isn't something that I ultimately feel like at 6.30 on a Saturday morning. So that's an example of how the hierarchy of values works, what it looks like on those interplays in our relationships and in our lives in general. But now the question remains of how do you apply the hierarchy of values in your everyday normal life? Or as you are working towards the implementation of habits and actions you wanna start taking or as you move towards the goals that you wanna achieve this year or any other year in the future. So it's pretty much the exact same way. You will have a moment where maybe you put on your schedule that you're gonna go for a run. And so that was your plan to go for the run. And in that moment, you're gonna have that pull of, well, I said I was gonna go for the run, but I really need to unload the dishwasher. So that is a moment when you can pull out the hierarchy of values tool and determine which is of higher utility to me at the moment. 
and thus determine which you're actually going to follow through on. So you may determine, again, there's no right or wrong. You may determine that you want to go for the run because for you being healthy is of higher utility than having a clean house or on more of a pure values level, doing what you said you were going to do is more important than a task that appears in front of you that also needs to get done. I have certainly been known to make either decision depending on different days. But for me, I know that my higher value is following through on the thing I said I'm going to do. And sometimes the thing I told myself I'm going to do is unload the dishwasher. Sometimes that is the higher utility than sitting down to watch TV or even sometimes getting out the door on time. Although normally that leads to another great example of which is of higher value to you getting done the things you need to do or showing up on time for someone else. Like if you are expected to go meet a friend for coffee, is that going to take precedence over getting the dishwasher done when you said, I'm going to unload the dishwasher before I leave. And of course, ideally that could be alleviated by, I don't know, getting up earlier or other time management skills, putting your phone down, any other number of things. But in a situation where you can either be five minutes late or take five minutes to unload the dishwasher, because yes, it's easy to forget that unloading the dishwasher does take time because <laughs> I know if you're anything like me, it's like, well, I'll just get it done really fast and then I'll leave. But you are still making a choice in that moment. And instead of making the choice based off of what you feel like, what's going to take less energy, make the decision based off of what your highest value is in that moment or in that phase of your life or based off of what you intentionally want that higher value to be. The hierarchy of values is really all about adding intentionality to the minute decision-making opportunities that we have every day and pretty much in every situation, every relationship, every interaction. And instead of just making them completely arbitrarily or based off of what someone else told you should do, you should do, or <laughs> what you read in a Cosmo article, it's so much more intentional to make those decisions for yourself based off of the values that hold the most power for you. So you can see how multiplied out, or if we step back and take the bird's eye view, how easy it is then when you were making intentional decisions based off of the values of what matters the most to you, the kind of person you want to be, the kind of person you want to become, how easy it is then for you to be moving in the direction of accomplishing your goals, of checking those things off. And even then you can determine where that falls on the hierarchy of values for you. For a lot of people, when they have kids, achieving goals or keeping resolutions goes way down on their value list because suddenly being present and nurturing their child and spending time with them, those values rank much higher. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the hierarchy of values shifting over time, which is part of why I don't like to print out a huge list and make people go through it and decide somewhat arbitrarily then in that moment of, well, these are where all my values lay because in a moment you may decide differently, but it's still about taking that step back and identifying which value it is you're going to go with in knowing why it is you're going to do that. So this was another brief episode today, but I did want to share about the hierarchy of values because it's something I use with my clients so frequently. And it's something that I've really seen the power of in my own life, being able to make decisions and stand by them and not second guess them because I've identified what matters to me it's such a powerful thing to do. So your resolve to today is to use the hierarchy of values. I don't really care how or why or in what situation, but I want you to identify an opportunity in your life. It may be today, it may be this week, but I'm sure that over the course of a week, you're going to have a situation where your values come into play and you get to determine which value is of a highest utility for you in a given moment. So whip out the hierarchy of values. And then once you've begun to do it, you'll be, begin to see patterns because you'll begin to see that for me, doing what I say I, I'm gonna do, that always ranks higher for me than showing up on time for other people. Again, no judgment here, 
But if that is something you begin to recognize, then you may realize, oh, but showing up for other people, that still ranks higher for me than doing just what I want to do. Like I mentioned with my example earlier. Again, (laughs) there can be a lot of judgment here or it can feel like there can be a lot of judgment here based off of what other people's values are, but that is exactly why. It's proof of why you have to do this work for yourself to examine and determine for you what your values are and the hierarchy of them so that you can implement that in your life rather than turning to someone else because you're not living their life. You're not trying to become the person that they are, or if you are, then maybe you do wanna open yourself up to those values, but that's a discussion for a different day and for a different time. So for you, identify what your values are for yourself, the person you want to become, the goals you're going to reach, and all of it. I'm super excited for you and for how you're going to apply and use this in your own life. I think it's super exciting and it's something that has a lot of power to help guide your decisions. And then ultimately, your decisions determine the direction of your life. And so this will guide that and make that process completely intentional. This week, I am reading Pity the Reader on Writing with Style by Kurt Vonnegut and Suzanne McConnell. And it's really much more by Suzanne McConnell (laughs) than Kurt Vonnegut, although his name is definitely what attracted me to the book itself. But since he is deceased, of course, and Suzanne McConnell was a student of his and she's compiled a bunch of his writings and letters and excerpts and everything into this book. And it is a very long book. And I suspect that's largely because she had so much she wanted to say about the excerpts. And they said that his writing had to be like 50 or 60% of the total content of the book anyway. So it is a long book. There is a lot of content there. A lot of it doesn't feel particularly relevant to an author or writer, anyone in that context. And actually the thing I think I took away the most that will remain with me going forward is that idea from the title of pity the reader. (laughs) A reader is putting in their time and effort to show up, to pick up your book, to read it. They're putting in that effort to turn those little symbols on the page into a story in their brain or into information that's gonna help them in their life. (laughs) So pity them (laughs) and make it an easy and wonderful book for them to read. Anyway, that's that book. It's interesting, it's okay, it's not quite a book that's in line with my goal to read books I like more. I do like it more than some books I've read and a lot of the books I have started this year and stopped reading, but it's not quite in the category of a book that I loved or would highly recommend. So this week, I want to do a pre-toast to you, taking from that title of the book. I'm going to pity my listeners, and I just want to extend a thank you to you for listening to my podcast, for sharing it, for giving me so much of your wonderful feedback and encouragement and support. I know I'm only on episode 23, and of course, there's many, many more episodes to go, but I do thank you for all your encouragement and support, and of course, for listening. But so my real toast is toasting goals achieved and goals checked off. So when this episode comes out, I will be in Alaska, a trip during which I hope to be checking off three of my goals. I will check back in with you and let you know how that goes and if it all worked out. If it didn't, I will be scrambling, I guess, to figure out how not in Alaska I can accomplish these goals that I set. And if you're curious which goals I'm even talking about, you can go back and listen to episode 16 with my sweet friend Heidi, where we shared our goals for 2022 and all the things we were going to accomplish this year. So hopefully I'm in Alaska, not freezing to death and accomplishing everything that I set out to do. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.